Good evening. Today we're learning Maseches Nadarim Daf Ayin Tes and Daf Pei Amud Aleph, which is I think ten lines, yeah, something like that. Um, and yesterday we started a, a bit of an odd Gemara. Honestly, the Gemara had this weird line that you can do hafara uh, up to like ten days, as long as what you were doing when you were being shosek, when you were being silent, when the wife makes another, is that you were just being the minkat. You were just trying to dig in a little bit, you know. It's not good. It's not, it's not the right way to treat your spouse. Where did the 10 days I don't know. But I don't think that's what it means. I just I think it means, it doesn't mean 10 days. It just means continuously until you... 10 days is a long time. 10 days is a long time, but it's an irrelevant uh, time frame. Today, the Rambam, the York site, 10 days from the I didn't know that. Yeah. So maybe it's like... Like that's like the maximum the person would stay in that like, uh, the Gemara the food or whatever, like yeah. more than like the purpose of being naked. Uh, I didn't look into it, but um yeah. The Ron doesn't talk about it. I really think it might be just locked up, though, but it's showing it's not talking about a day or two, it's like a real <coughs> the Mefarish references it. I think it has more to do with your dust than the number. I don't think it has. A... Right. So anyways, we had this strange Gemara and we, we tried to reject it. And we're going to ask a bunch of questions between now and the end of the parak, And we'll see that this line of Reb Hanina will be rejected. There is no 10-day window. But let's uh, let's tear it apart the right way. Two lines from the bottom. The Gemara says, Masi Rav there's a chumrah by maintaining a neder, more so than by undoing a neder. And as well, and as well, there's also a chumrah stringency by hafara that's greater than, than hakama. So we they each have their own strengths and weaknesses. Last two words of Ayin base. What is the chumrah? What is more strict by hakama? And says the Gemara on the top of Ayin Tess, so uh, this is a brisa. We'll finish the whole brisa and then we'll ask our question that your silence is mekayim. So these are two sides of the same coin. Is that uh, your silence will be mekayim the neder, and your silence cannot undo a neder. Kayim belibo kayim. If he fulfills it in his heart, seemingly even without saying anything, and this aligns with the Gemara we saw the other day about things being belibo, then kayim. Hafer belibo enamufar. However, if it's in his heart that he wants to do hafar, that's not sufficient. Kayim en yachol hafer. If one um, upholds a neder, he's not not then able to nullify it. And hafer eno yachol kayim. And if he nullifies it, he is not no longer then able to to uh, sustain it. So asks the Gemara as follows. We see over here that shtika is mekayim, that when you're silent, you're mekayim the neder. And we also learned in that b'raisa that when you're mekayim the neder, kayim and yochal hafer. So if he's, if he's shosek, and it's a case of minkat, he doesn't have 10 days. He's done. There's no, there's no 10 days. That's what the Gemara says. My lab is shosek al menas the mekat. Aren't we talking about a case over here where the shtika was al menas the mekat? Yet we see in this brisa that when you're shosek, you're mekayim. And when you're mekayim, you can't do afar anymore. So where's your 10 days? Rejection of the shita reb chanina. Says the Gemara, great question. Very well orchestrated question. However, low, not necessarily, five lines down. Maybe there it wasn't shosek al menas the minkat. 
maybe that Bryce was only talking about Shosek Almanas Lakayim. That was his intention, was specifically to be Makayim. But had it been that your intention was the Minkat, then maybe Reb Khanina is right that you have an extra 10 days. This is that's the whole Hakira that we're talking about now is how do we treat silence in this case? Shtika Kyoda is a Shasuga. Do we say Shtika Kyoda or Shtika Lav Damya? But in this case, it's like very nuanced because she makes a neder. He's the only one who can be made for the neder, and his silence has to be translated. And now in the Gemara, we've already seen a few ukimtas. In this case, he was Shosek Stam. In this case, he was Shosek Lekayim. In this case, he's Shosek Leminkat. He has so many possible kavanas that it's not a regular case of Shtika Kyoda. Regular case of Shtika Kyoda is not, not on this level of nuance, seemingly. It's not the case. Even the Rishonim don't talk about it that way. We're just trying to understand what his silence means, and it's not regular Shtika Kyoda, but that... We're asking that question about this case. We are, but it doesn't apply. I don't believe to regular, to regular discussions in Shas. So that's what the Gemara said. That no, maybe this whole Brisa, which says that you don't have a window of time to do hafara, is only talking about a case of Shosek Almanas the Kaim. Says the Gemara, isn't that the same thing? Hainu Kaim Belibo Kaim. Isn't that the same thing in the Brisa? If the case of Shashdika Mikayemis is talking about Shosek Almanas the Kaim, isn't that Kaim Belibo? You're Shosek Almanas the Kaim. You're quiet. And, and and it's the Kaim. That's Kaim the Libo. <laughs> it says the Gemara, no, you're right. That that doesn't work. Ella must be Bishosek Stam. It must be that we're talking about Shosek Stam. So we got out of the we we uh we got out of the question. We did ask a strong question against Rabbi Hanina, and we got out of the question by saying no, that Bryce wasn't talking about that case, it was rather talking about Bishosek Stam. Good. Now, as a little bit of a tangent, because we didn't we had said in the beginning of the Brisa that we started on the bottom of Ayin Chesed, there's a Chumrah by Hakeim more than by Hafer, and by Hafer more than by Hakeim, but we only learned one of them. So the Gemara asks, Ashkechan, we found already Chumrah by Hakeim by Hafer. We said that there's something unique about Hakama, which is Shtika, but by Hafer mi Hakeim, where do we see that Hafara has a Chumrah greater than Hakama? And the Gemara responds a quarter of the way down, Amr of Yochanan, this we already saw. Nish'alin al Hakeim. This is where we see a chumrah by uh, hafara is that you cannot do she'elan hafara. So let's look at both of these. Nishalan al That means if I uh, respond to my wife's neder with hakama and I say I support you, then then al I can then go to Bezdin and said I know I was making my wife's neder. It was a mistake. I'd like to do she'elas chacham mutter. But if I may fear her neder and I say I'm sorry. I'm, I'm made for your nether, it's done. So this is the Chumrah by Hafer, which is Einish Alan al Hafer. So that all ends up and ties in a nice little bow, that question that we uh, that we just asked and answered. Next, the Gemara says, Masi, we have another question. Masi Rav Kahana. The Pasuk reads in Chumash, Vim Yacharish La Isha. And if you look at the Pasuk, it, this Pasuk says, Veheki Mes Kol So silence is supportive. The Brisa writes explicitly that this Pasuk is talking about a case of Shosek Almanas the Mekat. And, and if that's true, by the way, then Rabbi Hanina has to be wrong because that means he was making the neder. That's what the Pasuk means. If is talking about a case of Akama and you're saying that it's talking about the Mekat, then Rabbi Hanina must be wrong. Says the Gemara, continuing in the Brisa, Ata Omer Bishosek Almanas the Mekat. You say that the Pasuk of Im Hacharesh Yacharish La Isha is talking about a husband who's trying to give a dig and he's he's being silent just to be manipulative. 
Maybe you're wrong. Maybe Pshat in the Pasuk is not talking about a case of Lemekat, but rather Lekayim. Says the Gemara can't be. We have one Pasuk of Hachareshla. Uh, is talking about uh, talking about the rest of the pasuk. It must be Beautiful. So, what did the Gemara just say? We have a lot of versions of hacharish. The word is used many times in Sukim in the Parsha of Nadar. One of them refers to the case of hashosek almanas the husband who's being manipulative, he's silent and he's not saying what he's thinking. He's just dragging things out. And the Pasuk says that the nether is mekuyam. And if a nether is mekuyam, you can't do afara later, which means Rabbi Hanina has to be wrong. Rabbi Hanina can't add 10 days of afara if it's mekuyam already. So tiyufta has to be a rejection of his shita. Says the Gemara, wait one second before you call out the tiyufta, which is really a strong card in, in, in Gemara language. Tiyufta is strong. Says the Gemara, maybe not. The Maybe the two words of hacharesh are being used for different types of shtika. One of them could be talking about lekayim, and one of them could be talking about stam. Says the Gemara, great svara, but krae yesirek sive. There's too many psukim there, even though it's an odd Gemara a little bit. Normally when we say this, we're very specific about what words we're talking about, but the Gemara says there's just a lot of words going on there in the parsha over there. And one of them has to be talking about a case of Lameka. There's only three possible intentions, the Gemara implies, as to when you're silent. I agree, I disagree, or I don't like you and I'm being manipulative. And I'm not telling you. Those are the only options. So once the Gemara says that there's Kroik Sive, there's a lot of different sukkim going on there, then, then even the case of Rabbi Hanina has to be included. And therefore, Rabbi Hanina must be wrong. And in case we weren't sure yet, we're going to reject him again. The Gemara says two-thirds of the way down, Masiv Rava, and we learned this already, Nadraim Chashecha, that if a woman makes a neder right before it gets dark, Mefer lo ad shalo chashcha, then the husband can be Mefer up until the time that the sun sets. Shim lo hefer eno If he doesn't do the hafara before Chashecha, then he'll never have an opportunity. This was the Tanakama that we saw in the author of our Mishnah, that you're only allowed to do hafara up until the Shkia that follows the nether. Says the Gemara, Amai, why does this Brisa say that you only have until Chashecha? Lehave kishosek amanas lemekat. Why didn't you make an ukimta on this Brisa, which says that you only have until Chashecha? Why didn't you make an ukimta that we're talking about a case like Rabbi Hanina wanted to say that it's shosek amanas lemekat and we have 10 days? So here, the omission of that ukimta is a raya. Tiyufta must be that Rabbi, Rabbi Hanina is wrong. And one more, just for good measure, right before we end the parak, Masiv Rabashi. If I know that there is a nether out there, but I didn't know about Hafar, I didn't know I was able to undo it, so then Yafer, then you're allowed to. No problem, you can do the Hafara. Let's say I knew that I could do Hafara. But but I didn't know that what she said was actually a neder. Rabbi Meir Omer lo yafer vechachamim Omer miyafer yafer machlokes in the Tanaim. Says the Gemara, why would Rabbi Meir ever say lo yafer? Same question as the previous case. Why didn't you establish the shita of the of this case as shosek almanas lemekat? And then Rabbi Meir doesn't have to say lo doesn't have to say lo yafer. Say yafer for ten days. Elamaya must be the Rabbi Hanina is wrong to Yufta, and the Gemara blows him out of the water. This Shita 
it, not only is it weird that he said it in the first place, because we didn't understand it, but we don't count. We're not a measure for appropriate Torah knowledge. But what's really strange is that nobody gave him any feet to stand on here. Like the Gemara completely outright rejects this like four times. So it's a bit of a difficult shita, and the Gemara doesn't really spend the time to explain this idea of Shosek al-Manas the Mekah. We would need to spend time in the Rishonim to understand what Rabbi Hanina was really trying to do and how he was able to have a shita in, in light of what the Gemara brought afterwards. He knew all these brises. He was a Tamil Chacham. It's not like he knew. He just knew. Baruch Hashem, we finished another parak to Yufta. Hadron Alech Rasa. We finished the 10th parak of Maseches Nadarim. We now begin the 11th and final parak of Maseches Nadarim at the bottom of Ayin Tesimad Aleph. This Masech is not too much longer. What, how many pages is this? So we've got uh, to 91, and we have 12 days. What day is it today? We'll be back from vacation. I hope so. I think so. 12 days is Sunday, no? I think it's Monday night. So we'll do Monday night. I should be home by then, yeah. Okay, new parak. The Eilu Nadarim Shu Mayfair. What? Okay, good. What types of Nadarim can he be Mayfair? And the Mishnah says, Dvarim Sheyesh Bahen Inui Nefesh. Things that are extremely difficult, that are, uh, again, Inui is an affliction, very strong language. And then the Gemara gives two examples that really don't seem to be so severe. Uh, the Mishnah says, Im erchatz v'im lo erchatz, if I'm going to wash, im eskashet v'im lo eskashet, or am I going to adorn myself with uh, jewelry, clothes? And on the top of my Testament base, the Mishnah continues, Amar Reb Yossi, Ein elu nidre inui nefesh. This is no big deal. That's not inui nefesh. Ve'elahein nidre inui nefesh. This is really what inui nefesh is. Amra, if she says, Konam peros ha'olam alai, I hereby forbid all of the fruits of the world on me. That's the kind of neder that he is allowed to be mefer. Too sweeping. She took on, she took on too much. It's unacceptable and we are going to stop her. The Mishnah continues. If she says, peros midina zu alai, if she says, I make a neder not to eat, um, you know, fruits or vegetables from city X or from country X, then you're not allowed to be made for that nether. Then what you need to do is go get find food from another country. Because <laughs> that's not Inui Nefesh. Inui Nefesh is only the big the big one of Konam Peros Haolam Alai. A person says, Peros Chenveni Zealai. I'm never going to shop at, uh, at this fruit market, says the Gemara. Inu Yachalahafir. Just if you're not going to go to Ted's, then go to Jewel, go to somewhere else, go to the village market. But you can't, uh, you can't go to the one store that she doesn't want to go to. She can't go. But if there was a Parnasa issue that like he sells the, fr the fruits to this place and that's his Parnasa and it's going to cause for problems. So then, the principle is true in, in all cases about the Parnasa. If it's negatively impacting him, it's not only on the last case, it's on, it's on all cases. It's a general rule. So the Gemara opens eight, nine lines down. Our Mishnah seems to say that there's a single category of Nidarim that a man can be Mefer, and those are things that are begid, they're Inui Nefesh. But nothing else, things that are not Inui Nefesh, they, she, he can't be Mefer? That doesn't work. For Hatanya, we have a Braisa. That's Mamash Apostle and Chumash. Malamed, Shabal, Mefer Nadarim, Shabbat, Olavino. If there are any Nadarim that took place interpersonal between the two of them, he could be Mefer that, and that's not, not Inui Nefesh. So we see that there are really two brackets, two categories of things that a husband can be Mefer. There's Inui Nefesh and Beino, Olavino. 
So what was the Mishnah talking about? Why was the Mishnah only including Inui Nefesh when it should have also included Beinu Beinu? So it says the Gemara, Amre, the Gemara responds, this is one of two answers in this sugya. Halein v'halein mefer. Really, both of these are areas where there's hafara, both Inui Nefesh and in regards to Beinu Beinu. Mihu, Inui Nefesh mefer la'olam. However, Inui Nefesh, those can be undone forever. Aval ein bohen Inui Nefesh. But if she makes a nether that doesn't fall into the category of Inui Nefesh, while she's married to him, it's called a hafara. However, but once, if there is a divorce, then the nidaram that don't fall in the category of inui nefesh kick in on the day of the divorce. So let's say this out. Let's say we're talking about a din that's beinol veina, because that's on the other category. So she makes a din, um, I'll never go on a walk on a beach with my husband. Okay, beinol veina, right? Then she gets divorced. Now it's the other way. It's the other way. Hold on one second. Havya Hafara. No, it's while they're together. It's while they're together. He can be Mayfair. If she remarries, she can't walk on the beach with her husband. That's what it is. While they're married, it's Hafara. And then the second she gets divorced, the nether kicks in again. So then if she marries again, she cannot go on long beaches, on the, long walks on the beach with her new husband. When she was? When she gets married to somebody else. But the second she gets divorced, she's still evil. Being that she's still evil, to return to him, well, I would love to agree with you, but the Gemara specifically talks about her remarrying him. So we'll discuss that in a minute. And in fact, we're going to skip about four lines of the Gemara here where it says Bidvarim, a third of the way down, going down to the line that starts with the word Chayla, and we'll start on the third word there, Bahatnan. We had just said that um, when it comes to Inui Nefesh, he's Mefer Olam. but if there's a nether that's not Inui Nefesh, the nether's only Mufar while they're married, but it kicks in while they're divorced. Says the Gemara, halfway down, Bahatnan. Reb Yochanan ben Nuri Omer, Yafer, Shema Yegarshenu, he should do hafara, lest there is a divorce, but to and she'd be married to him. Alma, what do we see from Shitas Reb Yochanan ben Nuri? Kimegarishla, umefer la meikara, havya hafara. We see that it actually was a good and valid hafara. It wasn't, it didn't kick in afterwards. It only was hafara then. Because they were able to get uh, to get to get married again, so the Gemara says you're right, and therefore we have to answer our question a better way. Let's review the question: How can you only say Inui Nefesh in the Mishnah when we know from the pasuk it's also Beinol the Beinah? And the Gemara responds two thirds of the way down. Amre, here's a, another answer. You're right. Halein vehalein havya hafara, both in regards to Inui Nefesh and in regards to Beinol the there is hafara. Ella, that what? What's the difference between them? Nidre Inui Nefesh. When it comes to Nidre, Nidre Inui Nefesh, she says something about herself that's really Inui Nefesh. So he can be Mefer, whether or not the Inui Nefesh was interpersonal between the two of them or between her and another person. No problem. But if she made a nether that wasn't Begeder Inui Nefesh, then she can only sever he can only be mefer and neder that applies between the two of them, but he has no right, no strength to be mefer and neder between her and another person when they are not begeder inu inefesh. This is exactly how it's quoted in the Mishnah. 
Which ones are the nadarim that a husband can be mefer, whether or not they're between her and him or her and others? Says the Gemara, nadarim sheish baninuin nefesh. If they're aimed by an Inuit Nefesh, then he can only be made for that which is but not ones that are And that's how the Gemara concludes. So this is our this is our assumption for Nadarim, is that there's two buckets. I was speaking loosely over the course of the Masech, but there's really only two buckets that we um, that a husband can be made for, and that those are the buckets of Inuit Nefesh and the buckets of Beno Levenatsmo. What? Yeah, I mean, we need, we need, we're going to learn some parameters now about Inui Nefesh, but we'll see. The Gemara is literally going to discuss the case of a bath. Like, is not bathing considered Inui Nefesh? We, we, we've gotten into this conversation around our Shabbos table. How frequently does everyone shower? You have to ask over a certain age because some of the little ones are. <laughs> But like, like I'm in every other day. I mean, I, if I exercise, I shower. But otherwise, it's like a cold winter day and I didn't move. Every other day, it's fine. No, that's not, we're, we're a bunch of mifunakim. The big shayla comes up by showering on yantif. You know, is it shavu l'chol nefesh? What does it mean, shavu l'chol nefesh? You don't have to shower every single day. When you sit shiva, you don't shower for a week. In camp, we had a contest of how long we could go without showering. I'm not saying it was pleasant. I'm just saying that it's not Inuit Nefesh. What? I'd be lapsing our uh, obligation if I didn't say you have to shower to get the chlorine off. It's true. Wow. That's true. I love this. This is great. Moving right along. So the Gemara says Im Erchatz, and Im Erchatz was brought as part of a machlokas between the Tanakam and Rav Yossi. If you'll recall, at the bottom of Ayin Testament Aleph, as the parak opened, the Gemara says, what is an example of Inui Nefesh? And the Gemara said, Im Erchatz v'im lo Erchatz. And then Rav Yossi argued and said, no, that's not considered Inui Nefesh. So we need to understand what the machlokas is between the Tanakam and Rav Yossi about Erchatz. So the Gemara starts with, like this, five lines from the bottom. What did she say? If she said, It's a strange uh, form of commitment. I will never eat fruits of the world again if I ever shower again. So, Big deal. Tell the woman not to ever take a shower again. And then, uh, then she'll never, the konam on the peros, no big deal. Didn't we just say that that, she, that taking a, a, a conum like that is just too big and, and she can get out of it right away? Isn't that what the mission said? Rabiosi, but the Tanakama said this was the example. Mm-hmm. The Tanakama said this is the example of Inuit Nefesh. Exactly right. Back in the day? What? Were there showers back in the day? They had a base Amirchatz. The base Amirchatz is not a mikvah. The base Amirchatz was a bathhouse. If you go on, like when you go on the tours in Eretz Yisrael, they actually had some brilliantly built uh, bathhouses with hot water. They had bricks that were, that had holes in them and the steam would come up. Brilliant, brilliant, like really. Exactly, exactly. And the Gemara speaks about it in certain places about the boards. Yeah, very impressive. I mean, so the Gemara says that according to the Tanakama, because text, you're right, the, the Rabiosi would disagree. Uh, but according to the Tanakama, that's considered a big problem because the Tanakama would hold that that's, the Inui Nefesh is on the peros, but not on the showering. That means that according to the Tanakama, she's never allowed to shower again for the rest of her life. 
That's going to come up in a moment. It affects everybody. It affects everybody, you know. No, no, but he, he said the heaven. We hear about everything. No, but it was, that wasn't a nedar, Beinola, Beinola. That wasn't. The, the nedar was on the payros with a tznai of showering. It wasn't Beinola, Beinola. It's just, it does impact him. The Gemara is going to discuss that in a minute. Okay, that's the Tanakama. So that's number one. And ve'od, ve'ha, lema rebiosi, ein elu nitre inu nefesh. How can, why would rebiosi reject that? It is inu nefesh. Meaning, if it, no peros forever like that, that's Inuit Nefesh. Even Rabbi Yossi would agree. So, why would Rabbi Yossi argue with that? Dilma, perhaps, Rachzav Itzru Peros, Peros Olamala, Rabbi Yossi, maybe she will shower. And then, then we have an Isser going on. So, how could Rabbi Yossi say it's not Inuit Nefesh? Vela, the Gemara says, as a second possibility as to what her nether was, top of Payamad Aleph will be stopping at the last word on Payamad Aleph. The Ella de Amra, Konam Hanaas Rachitza Alai Leolam Imerchatz. The hana, the benefit, the benefit of taking a shower, the warm water, that's going to be usher for me if I ever take a shower. The cold shower is okay. I wasn't. I, I'm just using it as an example. The hana. No, these they, they probably. I don't know what what they took. I don't know if they were hot or cold, but it's not about temperature. I don't think. Right. Says the Gemara, Mishum Hachi Meferla. Therefore, the Tanakama was of the opinion that there should be hafara. So we've changed gears because in the previous case we didn't view showering as uh, something that would be bothersome to the husband. Here we're saying it's a problem. The Tanakhama says, that's right, she has to take a shower. After all, what is she supposed to do? If she takes a shower, well, if she takes a shower, then well, that's us, sir, because she's never allowed to benefit from a shower if she showers. But if she doesn't shower, well, then that's an unfortunate circumstance because she will not smell very good. She'll be disgusting. So, uh, that's A. And then Rabbi Yossi, and maybe Rabbi Yossi would say that, uh, okay, so she'll smell. So she made another. That's her problem. So this could be the machlokas between them. But says the Gemara, it can't be. If in fact it's true that this is how we understand the machlokas, then we have a problem. The Brisa should have then said, Rabbi Yossi, Omer, ein bo inui nefesh. What was the what was the konam? The konam was on hanas rechitza. But the action that was the go rain for Hanas Mechitza was showering. So says the Gemara, the, the Hanas Rechitza is the, the Konam. The trigger is showering. And the trigger is the Tznai that leads to that Isra. So then, according to Rabbi Yossi, it should have said Tznai Zeh. It should have been speaking about the Tznai. And that's not what our Mishnah says. So the Gemara resorts to its final answer for the night. Ella de Amra, in fact... What uh, the Tanakam and Rabbi Yossi are arguing about is as follows: The Amra Hanos Rechitza Alai Leolam Im Erchatz Hayom. I can never shower again if I shower today. A short-term type of uh, comment, and then Rabbi Yossi Savar Nivul Dechad Yoma Halosh Nivul. He says one day, no big deal. Uh, even under the worst of circumstances, and we've been we've been near people who are the worst of circumstances. It's a day. You move on. We've all done three-day yontifs, and we usually come out okay. Fine, you'll be fine. So that says the Gemara is the machlokas between them. That according to the Tanakama, the um, inui nefesh of our Mishnah is a case where she says, "I'm never going to benefit from a shower again if I shower today." Rabbi Yossi says that's not a problem because there is no nivul. You don't get disgusting in a day. We'll stop right here. Tomorrow we'll pick up at the very top. Not tomorrow. On Shabbos we'll pick up on the very top of Peyam and Beis. And we'll learn a blot and a half to the bottom of Payala from a base. Wishing you all a beautiful night. <clears throat> so, um...